And then we'll New single sounds great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Today's the day. Absolutely. That's that's funny Good that it, it worked out that way, huh? How did how did well, we'll talk? About I don't it. know. You, okay. I don't know. You know, it's it's weird. Like things, weird things are just lining up. It's great. Where it's kind of like, have you ever had that happen in yeah. your life? Where it's like, this happened, and then you're like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> and then, like, all of a sudden, woof, a left field, something yeah. comes in, and you're like, it usually means something terrible is right around the corner. Get out of here. Way back, hooks up. There's the cycle. You can't put it on the board. Yeah. A single, double, triple, and home run in one game. He has hit for the cycle. <laughs> Welcome back Episode 8 To our Cycle fans This is The Cycle Pat McGann, your host Jim Flanagan joining me Jim, we've been doing the podcast now for a few months And we talk about opening day On each episode, I believe Here we are And here we are indeed Just wrapped up opening day And we had a great conversation with Johnny Resnick Who's our main guest Lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls Really fun dude Just an easygoing guy Great to talk to Really enjoyed it Great guy He was here to uh, sing the national anthem For the home opener It's gotta be terrifying It is gotta be terrifying And it's not that relaxing to to sing in that weather I don't think That was not the ideal weather for opening day (laughs) Obviously for Sox fans you know that opening day snowed Uh, Yep one of my favorite things about opening day, too, is a picture of Chance the Rapper dancing after throwing out the first pitch in what looks like a blizzard. <laughs> He's like it looks some... like a music video. You know what I mean? Not yep. something that actually happened on he opening day. He was hitting day. the folks. He was hitting the folks in a blizzard. Which I didn't know what that meant, but I guess that means it's a, it's a dance move. I guess so. I don't know. I got to start. I'm still dabbing. You know? I'm, I'm early behind man. the times. I'm yeah, still dabbing. I got to start. Urban I just learned the stuff. electric slide. You're doing great. I don't know how to hit the folks. Two yet. hops this time. <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls, though, um, Speaking of I've dance been moves. a fan of them for a long time, and um, it was really n- neat to meet him, and I wanted to throw, like, a White Sox, White Sox, Goo Goo White Sox <laughs> at him, <laughs> but I think he would have not liked me. I could see why. We learned some interesting things about you on this podcast, Patrick. Uh, uh, your affinity for a certain TV show as a college student, that was kind of <laughs> weird to me. You know, I was flipping through. Uh-huh. I, we're not, I'm not going to ruin the story, but Pat tells a story about a Goo Goo Dolls appearance on a TV show. That's fantastic. He's right. But I thought this was either something that happened when he was a child or now that he's a grown man with children. I didn't think it would happen in the middle area, you know, when you were just a 20-year-old Of course dude. you didn't think that because you don't know me well enough. I'm Nobody does. I'm an enigma. You can't <laughs> put me in a box. Anyway, that story it was fun to talk about. It was great. It was a lot of fun. They'll know soon what we're, what we're what we're getting at. Absolutely, but All I'd right. like to thank Johnny. I mean, and, and the Goo Goo Dolls and their fans and everything. I mean, this it was a really yeah, fun opportunity. Their their team was great. We got to listen to the new single. Yes, uh, all kinds of stuff going so on. So alive. Yeah, I already downloaded it. So um, we'll talk about that too. All right, let's give out our Chris Sale autograph hat. We've been talking about if you give out if you give a review on iTunes, we're going to put you in the running for an autographed Chris Sale hat. And we have a winner. We put all the reviews. We had 30 reviews. 30 reviews. We put them into the Chris Sale hat. So we have it. It's beautiful. And we picked a winner. Jim, who's the winner? Our winner is uh, Jerry O. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Just Add Celery Salt, which is a nice little Bloody Mary reference. <laughs> Jerry O is a tailgater. This podcast is like a great hot dog from Fat Johnny's. It has everything, and at the end, you feel like you have had your fill. Yes, you do. <laughs> Not exactly sure. <laughs> well, I think the Just Add Celery Salt then was was about the hot dog. Okay, thing. you know, uh, it probably is. I'm more bothered by the fact that, like, when it's done, I'm full of it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want any more. <laughs> you're, that's how your mind works. I don't leave this <laughs> podcast thinking I want to hear drinks. more of this. <laughs> that does. <laughs> it's become a theme this is the uh, just as sorry so this is a <laughs> bloody mary i don't reference. know why i thought bloody mary reference maybe it's because i've had a couple this morning maybe and uh but yeah no congratulations jerry O. uh jerry what you need to do is email us at the cycle at shy um email us over there and we will collect all of your information um again at the cycle at shy also it's the cycle at shy uh where you can send us questions where you can send us uh your thoughts on the podcast um maybe just a nice little note telling i us want someone to try and scam us and get the get us to send <laughs> them the hat okay so if you're out there yeah try give it a shot if it's good enough, we'll send you a fake Chris Sale autographed hat. No, so I'll send him one of my CDs. Oh, you send him one? There yeah. you go. 
Pat McGann's new album available on iTunes called Sounds Good. Sounds Good. Mm. Just like this podcast. Yes, I love does. reading the reviews, by the way. Have you gone through and read any of the reviews? I've read some. Yeah, I've read some. And, and people are overwhelmingly positive, even the things that they say we can improve on. I think a lot of it we agree with. I mean, we're, we're working hard. We're trying to get better at this. So we'll cap it off at the 30 reviewers, and uh, now we're looking <laughs> for more reviews, and then we'll, we'll come up with another prize. For Absolutely. You Absolutely. This time it's going to be just for the most positive reviews. So <laughs> the first one we wanted honesty, and we drew out of a hat. Uh, this time we just want the most uh, unobjective positivity we can have. Right. I want to mention this. Uh, we are doing an event with the White Sox. This is for White Sox charities. It's called Stand Up with the Sox. And it is going to be me and Jim Flanagan and Kevin Bozeman, who you've heard on this podcast a few times. Uh, it's just a night of stand-up comedy. On Thursday, June 2nd at the Stadium Club right here at US Cellular Field. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's the Young Professionals Council, Jim. Great group. Great group. I uh, can't say anything about them. I, I uh, just picture them in their cubicles right, <laughs> right now. now. The young professionals council. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, you want to get out and go to a Sox game Thursday? Uh, I'm a young professional. How can you be? Prof- how professional are you if you're young? Not as professional as the old professionals. Sure. You're lacking the experience of the old professional. The Young Professionals Council. But uh, we're excited to be working with them. And at White Sox Charities is phenomenal. Christine awesome. O'Reilly, Sarah Martin. I know Sarah's uh, really pushing for this event to be a success, and I'm sure it will. I, I know some White Sox ambassadors will be on ha- hand, including uh, Belton, Bill Melton. Excited to see him. Uh, limited amount of tickets. I think there's only a little over 200 tickets available. Um, go to whitesox.com backslash comedy. Or slash comedy. We had this discussion earlier. I don't know which. Uh, but yeah, and that you can find out more information. Uh, there's two different packages. There's a VIP package, which includes all you can drink, which I feel like is something young professionals will go for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun night. Heavy booze on a weeknight. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, we've been up in the stadium club. It's beautiful. It's great for comedy. It'll be intimate. And uh, it's a tax write-off. You're it's for charity. Field. It's, it's a nice event. It's a really good time. So we'd love to see you guys there. Keep listening to The Cycle. We appreciate you downloading, subscribing, and reviewing. And uh, again, enjoy this episode. This is an episode that we kind of envisioned when we pitched this whole idea to the White Sox. It's not about inside baseball. It's not about stats. It's this guy who happens to come. There are a lot of incredible people who come through the doors here at USL Field. This guy, Johnny Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls, was here to to, uh, sing the national anthem. And, uh, you know, getting access to these people we thought would be kind of neat to just sit down and talk with them. So enjoy it. And uh, we'll be back next week. We are going to be with Darius Fleming, who's thrown out the first pitch at tomorrow's game. All right, well, this is exciting. How about this guest, Jim? We got a great one today. Johnny Resnick, welcome, man. Thank, thank you, you man. for doing thank this. You, thank you, thank you. You Good guys know here. Johnny, lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. And, um, we're just you're singing the anthem today, so I appreciate you wasting your pipes on us a little bit. No, I just, yeah, I hope I don't screw it up. So, <laughs> is that I heard that's a tough song to sing. It's it's tough in one respect because it's like like it's three octaves, but like I did a bunch of research on the actual song and and it's actually in the key of B, which actually works really well for me. That's and how. Then it I was. went yeah, and then I went to my my singing teacher, and I'm like. Come and I'm on. like, you better, yeah, no, I'm like, we have to rehearse this. Really? Yeah, but it turns out But you've out done it before, he, right? A couple times, a couple times. I got to do it outside at Lambeau Field, which, like, come on, if you get a chance it's to do great. that, yeah. that's an opportunity, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Even though I'm not a big sports fan, like, just the, the mythology, you know, and uh, the whole Oh, yeah, thing, the history you know, of the it. history and the whole was thing. Was it a cold day? It, it was, you know, in, in the words of Vince Lombardi, who I've also read some of Vince Lombardi's books, the motivational books. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his one of his great quotes was when it was twenty below outside and they had to play was it's brisk out there, boys, brisk. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. It was brisk. They hijacked that that iced tea. That uh, they did the lips and iced tea brisk. Yeah. Man, he should get royalties for that. He's dead. <laughs> was <laughs> <His> that state? <laughs> was okay. that the first place? Like, the first major event you sang the anthem? Yeah, and then I got to do it in Buffalo, That's and great. I got to do it in Buffalo, and then they lost. The game and they blame me. <laughs> are you Perfect. kidding me? No, they did. Some guy it's blamed hometown hero. Me. It's Those like, are thanks. sports fans, man. Yeah, right. Your Insane. fault. Yeah, it's your fault. We lost. <laughs> did you love that when the guys are watching the game? You're like, I got, I can't move. Things are going well. I'm just sitting here. Don't yeah. take my seat. That's what they get. Yeah. It's insane. That's, that's what they. Yeah, you. More they lost men wear adult diapers than you know watching <laughs> sports events.
Was the because uh, you're from Buffalo? Yes, I so am. So that's a thrill, right? I, I'm yeah. sure they love you there. I don't know if they. I mean, they like me there. They're proud of you. They, they are proud of me. They definitely are proud of me. You know, um, I love Buffalo. Yeah, no, it's a great place. That, it's like, it's amazing because the city's really, really like making a big comeback. That guy Pagula came into the city, saved the franchise. He, you know, yeah, he saved it from the evil clutches of John Bon Jovi. <laughs> you know, <laughs> were they going to go to Toronto? They possibly? were. They were going to go to Toronto, and then and then you know Pagula came in, and you know. Bam! It was like it was like on the Price is Right. You know how when that 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 guy that you just hate yeah. on the Price is Right when when the guy says I bid five thousand, then the guy goes five thousand and one, and then he wins, <laughs> and you hate him, but he did it. You know, so so that's, that's the rock star life. Yeah, mm-hmm. get up at ten, Price is Right's on. Just watching. Well, I used to watch it with my grandma. <laughs> oh, you child. did? Yeah. Just, you know, the woman's dead. That's when it was good. Just leave her alone. That's when She's it was dead. good. Okay. <laughs> Everyone I bring up, you're like, they're dead. They're dead. Got a lot of dead people in but my life. But Buffalo, I have some buddies that uh, I went to school in Ohio, and yeah. a bunch of Buffalo buddies oh, I yeah. lived with. Where'd you go, go, where'd you go to school? I went to Dayton, University of Dayton. Okay. Dayton's an awesome town, man. Yeah, it is a good town. Yeah. And Buffalo's a good town. And Buffalo's a lot of people, you know, there's not a ton of reasons to go there for people from Chicago. Like it's not on the way to a lot of things, so I think people miss out. Yeah. It's I always compare it to. It reminds me of Milwaukee. Yeah, sure. it is. It is like a smaller Chicago. It's more like a smaller Chicago, which Milwaukee is. Yeah, it's like it's becoming like like Milwaukee, and but and and it's getting this really sort of like um, there's there's really like an independent entrepreneurial. Yeah, kind of thing growing there, and um, and medical research is like getting huge there, and then just yeah, like, I think a lot of cities are claiming to have like renewal, but that Buffalo well, it's legitimately like they're repurposing is. the center of the city again, whereas like you know, in the in the sixties, seventies, eighties was you know the flight out of cities into the suburbs, right? right. You know, and now everybody is is coming back uh, into the cities because it's a different lifestyle. It's more more of a community. And people from there, though, are that's what I always am drawn to, like the civic pride. Like people yeah, yeah. love people that are from Buffalo, love, love Buffalo. it. There's more to love now, yeah, than there has been in a long time. And but I w- just read that you recently uh, did a concert and a free show for 60,000 people in Buffalo. Is that correct? Um, well, yeah, we I don't know if it was that many people, but we free, uh, yeah. Just to give back to the community. Wow. I, I yeah. heard the estimates were about 60,000 It was about 60,000. So it's like, yeah, they like me in Buffalo. Yeah. They don't love me. Was your, yeah, manager, was, like, <laughs> was your manager like, what if you just charge them a dollar? <laughs> no, you could do it. Well, it was out right in the there. street, just, so there was no way There was no way to right. charge people. We money, could pass but. a hat and be like, hey, a little something. Yeah, a little something for, for the band. For They're <laughs> like, screw you, you big rock star. 60,000 people. Yeah. That's crazy. A buck or two apiece. That's great. Was it a good time? Awesome. Awesome. What's the biggest venue or biggest crowd you've ever performed in front of? Um, we played Summer Sonic in Tokyo. I think there was probably maybe eighty to a hundred thousand people. Oh my god, that, that was pretty amazing. But it's weird because because they're so far away from you, and there's so many of them. It's almost like you're not playing to anybody. Yeah, you know, it's very weird. It's like, like a little bit. It can detached. be more intimidating to like if I had a guitar and I was sitting here with you guys just singing a song. All it right. would be a little more intimidating. Yeah. yeah. No, I could see that. Yeah. But yeah, because it's almost you you just sort of almost yeah. It's too big. It's Do you just prefer kinda, it's too big. Yeah. What's the ideal concert venue for you? As big as you can get into, man, as long as you're selling tickets. That's what I like. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like John Bon Jovi, the evil John Bon Jovi. We're gonna start this rivalry today. No, 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 no. I love John. I love John. We're this podcast, we trash Bon Jovi yeah, every all other the time. episode. All all the time. He's he's an awesome guy, but he's the best businessman in rock sure he really truly is he is the donald trump of rock he's actually better than donald trump he's because he actually he's smarter than donald trump <laughs> and um in what way like what's his the his best thing in business, business thing. That you his his whole thing is like i want to play the desert and sell it out that's his thing <laughs> you know and it's like wow like he's 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 a great businessman he's got great skills i and i asked him if you i asked him honestly You'd be my manager, man. Yeah, because you know, he's he's incredible. Sure. And then he was like twenty five. Isn't your manager in the room right now? My manager <laughs> is in Los Angeles. Oh, or, okay. I'm sorry. He he's too good to live in Los Angeles now. So he's down he's down in North County, San Diego, uh, probably surfing or playing golf right now. But but uh, no, my manager Pat. He's an awesome guy. We've been still to- alive. We've been together. Yes, he's still alive. <laughs> Thankfully, um, I brought somebody up. That although you know, you try to get a hold of him sometimes. You're, you're not like, sure. What the guy die? I don't know. I can't get a hold of him. Um, he, uh, yeah, we've been together uh, six, 
26 years. Wow. Oh, that's great. 26 years. See, you're a Buffalo guy. You're yeah. loyalty. I know. You got to yeah, be loyal. Th- those are real people. Yeah. You got to I mean, stay loyal. The band has had, what, about 30 years, correct? Yeah. From, well, from the first time sure. Robbie and I got together and screwed around you know, with a guitar and a bass, you know, that, that's, that's, that's insane longevity. And that is really yeah. what you did. You were kind of like, we're just kind of half-assing it. And then, yeah, you, we then totally you decided to make a run at it. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it was kind of interesting because we really didn't know how to play. And I was playing sort of like in hardcore punk bands, you know, mm-hmm. Robbie was more of a metal guy. And then we got together and it's sort of, it's sort of, you know, it sort of like became like this, this weird sort of mix of all that kind of music. And then it was like, and then, it, and then it just, I started to learn how to play guitar a little bit better. So then I started writing actual songs. I was really like very, very influenced by, you know, a lot of the Midwestern alternative rock, you yeah. know, um, you know, the replacements, who's could do, you know, a lot of that. Kind oh, of that stuff. Westerberg and Westerberg, all that, all those guys. And, um, you know, and, it was, and, and then it became, I didn't want to play this. I didn't want to play this hardcore punk music anymore i wanted to write actual songs so we started doing that and, and that's a transitional time for music it is, i recall it was like a i remember very transitional in high school time and like music. a lot of the alternative stuff was coming out yeah. and things were changing yeah you know but i mean i loved a lot of it you know like i was like i was equally a fan of bad brains as i was like you know um juliana hatfield and things like that yeah. you know what i mean i just i loved them both you know so did you get so, to play with anybody early on that you had looked up to we played with everybody man i mean we we opened for the replacements on their last tour on their, not on the last tour they just did on yeah, right. 20 something years ago yeah. the last tour of the replacements uh you know we got to we got to uh play with soul asylum we played with bad brains we played with with everybody we played with motorhead we oh, played man. you know um you know we played with the bostos we played you know uh god with everybody, everybody. when you're on the road like that and you're still like you have to be creative you have to be developing new songs and stuff is it tough to be creative on the road yeah, it's 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 more I don't really I don't really sit down and 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 you know take on my day off while I have to get in the studio. It's my day off. I might try that this time. You know, because because we gave up smoking and drinking, so it's like yeah. you know I'm gonna go nuts. Is that the process? <laughs> so is that you go to the studio, like, kind of like an open gym? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I think it would be fun to get into like recording studios around the country and just kind of like, you know, okay, well, let's see what we come up with today. You never would like just write at home or be like I can't I can't stay home and write like I'm one yeah. of these guys I gotta get up and go someplace like I, because if I'm home I'm just gonna wind up playing with the dog you know yeah. screwing kind of around watching television um, I have a chocolate lab yeah you know he's What's really beautiful Roscoe he was named when I got him oh yeah yeah we we t- it's really weird man we we found a breeder. Uh, for chocolate labs up in Wisconsin, way up in northern Wisconsin, and it was literally when the guy said, "That's called Canada." Yeah, well, pretty <laughs> close. The guy gave us the coordinates of his longitude and latitude. Oh man, seriously! <laughs> and we had to put that into a into a GPS nav because there was no street, nothing, nothing, just longitude, latitude. And that's you what show you got up there. Did he know he was selling a dog to yes to Johnny Resnick? No. No, because he, he would have even known now. <laughs> yeah, he would have <laughs> seen me coming. It's like whoa! It's like the gold card walking in the room. But uh, um, he just kind of um, yeah, he was he was an interesting guy. But he was named he was named Roscoe, and we got him because they 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 train service dogs and that. So we figured, oh, all right. So wow. we figured, and as soon as Roscoe got out of that place, all that training, like as soon as he was looking out the back window. And as soon as he got away from the trainer, he was just like, I'm going to crap wherever I feel like it. Uh, yeah, you know. It's like every kid going away to school. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. He was just like, I'm out of here. Thanks for rescuing me, guys. Got to smoke. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to, like, we're not, we don't do that anymore, yeah, Roscoe. No, he, he's a we're good living boy, straight though. now. He's a good dog. He, uh, he's just so funny because he's like, he's really cool, but he's really high strung, you know. He's Have really you heard a song about he gets, him? He gets scared really quickly, you know. Like, things spook him really, like. I'll take him for a walk and I live right in West Hollywood so it's like I take him for a walk and then a motorcycle goes roaring by and he like craps <laughs> craps wherever he is so going back to um, to Buffalo because I was you know, yeah. I knew you, I have always known you're from there yeah um, and to, to make a White Sox connection there's a couple baseball things about Buffalo well, the, mm-hmm. the White Sox used to have an affiliate there the triple A team right was in Buffalo the Bisons and, yeah who and, yeah Greg used to work like 85 and 86 they were a white Sox affiliate this guy you were you worked for them 
Oh, okay, late 90s. So he's like, nah, I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. That's before his time. <laughs> Speak up. When they when the Bisons were at the White Sox, I remember being a kid. Yeah. Uh, at the old rock pile. And um, players players from the bullpen would give my brother and I money to go to the concession stands and buy them hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's minor league so you, ball. Who so you, you saw them at the, at the rock pile, which brings me right to it. Yeah, because that's where they filmed sure. the natural, right? At yeah, the that's old, where they filmed the natural war, they, Mem- war memorial. That was the, yeah, the, the name but of the they, stadium. They was. tore most of it down, and uh, it's really weird. I mean, it's like this, it's like this huge sort of like track and field kind of kind of park now, and, um, and they have some of the facade basketball there. courts and a little bit of the facade is still there. Yeah, but they really, they, it's kind of cool what they did to it. You know, they just made it into more like a. A neighborhood kind of thing. Yeah, I know that Buffalo is proud what a that, dump, that, man. that that movie was shot there, though. Yeah, the natural, and that is a solid. That that stadium was a dump. Oh, I bet. <laughs> what a dump. Well, they had old Comiskey here for years. It was the oldest stadium in baseball, yeah. and this year is like 25th year anniversary. Of I this, can't of believe this, new this place is 25. It's 25 years old. Years old it yeah. looks awesome. This is yeah. a beautiful, beautiful park. They've done a lot to it. They've done. Yeah. They switched some things up from the original. Yeah. Uh, they had a different roof, like. A, kind of went out and now they've they've kind of brought it in they, yeah, so they've changed some things to, to make it more fan friendly yeah no it's awesome man. is this your first time at the stadium this is my first time here that's yeah. awesome yeah have you gone really... through and toured a little bit already uh, we've walked around we were down in the dugout which is mm-hmm. awesome we went out on the field which is great you know yeah. yeah do you have like a preparation process before the national anthem um you know it's one of those things it's probably the most scary like song you're ever going to sing. Yeah. Well, and just the words. You're by yourself, too. Like the words. Like yeah, the words are so heavy. You're on, you're on your own. How often do you use that word? Spangled. 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 <laughs> like just, when I, you order a pizza, that's when I order a pizza, I'm always like, spangle it with pepperoni. Yeah. Just, I want you to spangle <laughs> that pizza with, that's really, I've never heard the word spangled Yeah, you don't use that word. Ever. Yeah. Outside you should, the just, national You know anthem. what would be great if you just went out and sang the Pledge of Allegiance? Just to th- I bet I wonder how many people would even know. I it. pledge allegiance. <laughs> that would be great. No. Do you? Are you gonna do like a long hold at the end? No. You. I wrap have it up? no soulful chops. I'm not gonna screw with the national anthem. I'm gonna. I'm a purist about that. Are you bringing a guitar out there? Nope. 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 Where's the biggest sporting event that other than Lambo? Was there another one? I thought you did. I thought I, I read did the Bills. Did. Yeah, the, the, the Bills. The Bills. You know. Did you do the Orange Bowl? Or do you, no. That we, we well, perform, the band played. The band played. Time? We yeah uh, yeah we perform at the at the at the Pro Bowl excuse me in in Hawaii oh yeah oh, nice. we did that and then we went to London with the NFL and we played like the halftime show how at, does that all like at Wembley that was crazy that yeah that's huge thing I don't know, you just get drunk with the right guy <laughs> when these gigs <laughs> when these gigs come your way how do how do they get to you they come through your manager they come through a manager by the time they get to you yeah it's pretty. It's, it's something awesome. seriously to consider. Yeah. Oh, any all any of them, any of them. Major league sports, forget it. You know, I mean, it's like what people, everybody loves it. I mean, it's, you know, it's always fun. Like we have so many, so many sports fans. You know, in yeah. our organization, you know, like Steve, who's here managing. He, you know, he collects baseball bats. Oh yeah. And you know, so he and he knows everything about baseball. So he's fun. That's why he's the sports division of of the Goo Goo Dolls Incorporated. So that's a big thing to collect. Yeah. Like in size, it's gonna yeah. take up a lot of space. Yeah. How many bats? You can't really. <laughs> you can't really like steal one while you're here in the stadium. You know what I mean? No, like, no, I walking out with a limp. No, I don't have a big enough coat. I believe it. Don't have a big enough. Coat. What's your uh, Steve? What's your what's your favorite out of the collection? Uh, I collect game used bats, so okay. probably my biggest would be uh, Willie Mays. Oh, wow, That's a pretty good one. Steve, really? Guys like that. Very Jim nice. collects pine tar. I do. Just the pine tar. Yeah. Just so if you have any, if yeah. you have any of the game used bats, if I'll I can bring get some of the pine tar off that, I, I just take it off of them. Actually, I'm just going. Mostly by fingernail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Little slides, little microscope slides. Yeah. That's what I put them on. Mm-hmm. Bought a lot of them on eBay. Not sure they're all legit. That's I'm going to be honest. That's but, a niche, uh, End of the hobby. It's pretty good. It's pretty easy to become the number one. It's tough to find someone to do trades with. (laughs) You're the only one. one. Probably somewhere around sixty-five or seventy. I've got like three hundred pine tars. Are you married, Steve? No. There you go. There you go. That's why you have all the discretionary income goes towards that. Investing in baseball bats is really a lot safer than a four hundred one k or an IRA now. Yeah, you're not lying. If you're buying the right ones. Yeah. 
I have, I have a Frank that. Thomas bag. Vintage, vintage. Oh, that's, that's, that's a great that's one. That's a great yeah, one, especially growing up here. I mean, it's my guy. So I used definitely. to think that, like, the, the, said a baseball card was worth this, that you could really, like, like walk into a bank and be like, here you it go. Was currency. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a. Because uh, the Beckett said so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but no. Not so you learned very Ken Griffey quickly. Jr., rookie. Uh, the uh, Honus Wagner T209. I've heard that, right? Yeah. six. I'm sorry, so, Steve. So Steve's if on. I were to take that baseball card in pristine condition into, like, I don't know, the Bank of Chicago and said, I'd like to use this as collateral to get a loan from you. They wouldn't give it to you? That they would. Okay. Yeah, they I think might. he's more talking about like when you're a kid, you know, they have like the baseball card value guides and it mm. tells you that this card's worth like 50 cents, this card's worth $2. Right. Like just because it says that it's legitimately currency. Something of that value, I think. It's they kid would. currency. Yeah, it is. And it is like in, in high school. Like, right. Uh-huh. You're going to trade your snack pack for that 50 cent card, no problem whatsoever. Wow. Yeah, there's a, uh, it seems like it's almost sad now that the ones that we grew Absolutely. up in, because I, I still have mine. Right, but they're still not got worth them? anything. But they're not worth anything. No. Why is that? Because they just made so many of them. They started mass producing them and just you cashing were... in on people buying them. Right. So everybody had them and no one ever threw them out. And well, they always had the tops cards, right? Yeah. Those were the ones. Yeah. And then they came out with the what were the Don other? Russ, Don Russ, Upper Deck, Upper Deck. Those upper are deck. the ones. And then those it was were just like very like, high end. At yeah, that but it just it just felt weird. Sports when you're flicks. a kid, you do that absolutely, and you yeah. eat the crap gum. Yeah. Right. And I always ate the crap gum that just tasted like wax and the. You know, the cards always smelled like that. Yeah, it's right. pretty cool, you know. But. So you were in a sports a little bit. No, no, no. Did no, you play anything? It was in the gun. I, well, we, you know, we played hockey in the street when we were yeah. kids. because you know, We were all super poor. And you, you play baseball out on the, you know, in the schoolyard and that. You yeah. know, and, and, but there was, I mean, you know, we didn't have money. to Like, there was no organized sports. Right. You, you know, know I mean, like, crazy we grew up in a really sort of a, sort of a, Kind of a rough neighborhood in Buffalo, on the east side of Buffalo. So, you, know, you go Polish to play area, baseball, right? Polish neighborhood. Yeah, you go to play baseball. You know, and and you know everybody showed up with a bat, and no one had a glove. Hmm. You know, so it was kind of too bad you know Steve then. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> he's gonna let us big collection. <laughs> sure, you guys, you can use this bat. Use Were you a big music ahead. fan? Uh, like, yeah, I was I, more into music than sports like for as long as you can remember. Yeah, you've been into yeah, it was more that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like a skinny little kid. I didn't do Is it true what they say though? Like rock stars want to be athletes, and athletes want to be rock stars. I don't want to be an athlete. No, not at all. <laughs> You're okay but with a lot of athletes. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm. I don't fine with this. I'm good with this. Um, but yeah, it's the athletics and, and, and the music thing really, really go together. I think more actors want to be rock stars and, you know, I would rather see a baseball player with a band than, than an actor with a band. Cause they're just awful. They're they all terrible. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty bad. You know I mean? I got to keep my mouth shut, but sure, you know, sure. that, that Lieutenant Dan band. Oh yeah. The Dan, well, Lieutenant Dan's band that. You know he's he does the whole thing for charity and it's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool. You know, it does he? Do so you ever get a request from someone famous and you're like surprised they're a fan or oh, that's no. cool that they're a fan? No, I have no famous friends. I just have no famous friends. You've never been like, no one has ever come up to you and been like, dude, love your music, and you're like, wow, that's really cool. It's I don't so, know. So just no, no, no. <laughs> I right. stay away from famous. I'll go through your man. I don't. I just that's don't, how we I, got you on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> done and no, done. No, I just, I just, I don't know, man. I, I you know, like. Like you live in Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles when I was single, and the band was popular. So it's like you know, I, you get to date a couple of actresses, and then you realize that whole world yeah, is just yeah. stupid and crazy, narcissistic, right. weird. I don't want to hang out with those people. All right, I'll ask yeah. you about somebody famous, but different kind of famous, and probably okay. not narcissistic because they really don't exist. And I love this. So I have th- three young kids. And wow. We watch a you lot got of, three kids? Yeah, three kids. Wow. Watch a lot of Sesame Street. Cool. Yeah. And they had the famous musicians come on, bands, yeah. and they sing a song. And you guys did Slide, but you switched it. It's called Pride. Pride. And we did that with, with Elmo. Elmo. Yes. Dude, it's awesome. I know. It is it so incredible. enjoyable as even an adult. And if you guys are listening to this, after this, you got to get on YouTube and just look it up. I mean, it's, it's got over like 60 million views. Yeah, it's he just sent me so the link good. The other day. Yeah, I just want to talk no about kids. that it was fantastic. Sesame Street experience. If it you was, don't mind. Well, because we all grew up watching Sesame Street. Yeah. And that was a really, it was an incredible experience. Just because it was so real when you're a kid. And then you walk in the room and you see it. You see the steps, one, two, three, and yeah. the steps. And you're sitting there on the stoop. Where is it at? Is it in New York? It's in. It's out on Long Island. Okay. Or Queens or something like that. And um, I'm like asking you, can you tell me how to get 
<laughs> How do you get yeah, to Sesame Street? Yeah. I think it, it's the 495 goes right from you know the Midtown Tunnel right out there. Um, but but it it okay okay. This was my experience. I had to go into the studio, and I had to sing slide to the you know who wrote the who pride. changed the lyrics. Pride, this guy I don't know who the guy was, but he's just some songwriter and that he, works on the show yeah okay and he rewrote it and he's amazing how much in advance did you get the uh, none 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 bother you at all none no 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 it's cool because i'm there yeah. for that it's it's their situation like i'm a guest so yeah. i sure. keep my mouth shut and do what i'm told and um so i went in the room with the guy was it kevin clash right is is elmo okay and like He's like a really good-looking Mike Tyson. Oh, is he really? Like, seriously, dude. And so, like, Elmo is just but like not a good-looking guy, guy in general. The guy who does Elmo's voice is like this big black dude. And, and you're like, oh, my God. And then, like... I thought you were going to be purple. Yeah. I mean, but you don't even think about it because Elmo is so live. Yeah. So then, so then I'm singing across. He, Kevin has the puppet on his arm. And the puppet's singing... But he's singing into the microphone, and he just disappears because he's so good at making Elmo be alive. So you're really playing now. And I'm, I'm having a conversation. I'm asking questions. Elmo's answering me. I'm like, ah, what am I doing? I'm talking to a puppet. Yeah. It was, he's just that amazing at his craft. Right, because you don't That's go right into the song. You have a little dialogue with Elmo. Yeah. And then this, I love it. I, and I really do. It, it was weird because I got, like I was sitting there with with Elmo, and, and then I got, like kind of choked up like i was just right. sitting there i'm like oh my god i'm sitting here without uh, uh, i mean is that one of the cooler things you've it done it was one of the coolest things we ever did you know and we got to we got to you know we got to meet the count and he counted us <laughs> and uh one two three is it that way like uh, hey do you mind if i go over the garbage can so yeah to ask no it was very it was very, very cool not in there. and you know we got these awesome swag bags and you know and then we saw did what, you meet big bird no Bigbert? but we did meet snuffleupagus we didn't meet him but we saw him you didn't see him. we saw him <laughs> he was hanging he was hanging from the ceiling oh in a net. no oh really yes I hope oh. no kids. Yeah, yeah. We'll, po we'll post a spoiler alert. But isn't it weird that it's on HBO now? Yeah, it is. Like that's really kind of screwed up. Characters but it just are goes to, to get show you killed off. You know, <laughs> I, I, start, I know it's gonna be like it's gonna be on HBO. Lemonemies. They're all gonna be smoking and yeah. swearing. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, it's gonna the plot line is gonna get real slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you? Um, is that like something that you at that time you're calling people like I'm gonna be? On? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, See, and that's that's the so weirdest cool. thing because so many people still come up to us and still talk about and that. Still talk about that. See, I thought it was like a, a something different to talk to you about, like a little a more obscure. I mean, but obviously not. Yeah. Just know so many people have seen it, yeah. Yeah. the views. But just seeing famous people go on that show to mm -hmm. me, yeah, it's just cool because it's, it's like you're it's probably awesome. not getting. Well, the funny thing is the adults have a better knowledge of who you are than the children who are, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of like a special treat for the, the parents who are watching it. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. And, and, you know, and then the kids, the kids see you with their favorite character, and then all right. of a sudden they understand you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, so yeah, get them young. Some of the songs, I mean, I knew Slide right. very well and, and then seeing Pride, but some of the songs like I'll see on Sesame Street and hear over and over, and then I'll be somewhere and I'll hear the real song. It's yeah. like, oh, those are the real words. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I, when, oh, my God. Yeah, about people, and people have asked me, you know, can you just sing, sing the Sesame Street version oh, you know, really? live? You know, and I did. I've done that a couple of times. So. Have you really? Well, then we yeah. gotta. Yeah. Can we, I don't can we the ask words you? Now. I don't remember the words now. Uh, I think I do. Right. <laughs> Pat will sing it for you if that's cool. Yeah, you can uh, sing it for me. Uh, no, know. I just remember it's you know about tying the shoe and one and one is two. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Elmo ate up all his peas. Yeah, yeah. Elmo ate up all his peas. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. All right. Really, they did a great job with it. Well, you did a great job too, man. Is that um, it's ironic that uh, you talked about? We were talking before we we started recording about how everything's kind of lining up right now, and yeah. I know you're getting geared up for tour. Uh -huh. You have a uh, new album come out, your eleventh album, eleventh studio album. Yeah, that is phenomenal. Yeah, it's called Boxes. Boxes. Yes, it was really it was a it was a pretty amazing adventure. You know? I bet. Yeah, number really eleven. That's crazy. It is pretty crazy. Like, think, like nobody gets to do that anymore. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like we always. You know, we always run into young musicians, young bands, you right. know, and I never 
tell them anything. You know, I'm never, I'm not the, I'm not the old veteran guy that comes. You know, what you kids should do. Yeah, but you, you know? had people that you looked up to. Oh yeah, and that but, you probably you know, picked their brain. So well, who's, I, who's somebody? I tried like, to. I tried to pick a lot of people's brains, but a lot of guys were like, "Beat it, kid." Really? I ain't talking to you. You know, it's a very, very sort of like, you know, like, you know, we were coming up in that sort of like, like when we had just had our first hit. Yeah. You know. And then you start to meet quote unquote rock stars and you start talking a lot of them are, you know, a-holes. Yeah. Just real, you know. And it's kind of like why, you know. But then you, about bon but then you start again. to No, no, no. He was No, see, that's that's what, what I'm saying crazy. to you. The bigger the star, what I have found in my experience, the more generous they are. You know, John was very, very generous with information. You know, anytime I asked him, I could always hang out with him and talk to him and he was he was awesome. You know, and uh, and I only kid about him being evil. No, it's I just know. because yeah, yeah. you know you can't take the bills out of <laughs> yeah. Buffalo. What are you doing? It's evil. Were a lot of the you jerks know? though, like, like were a lot of the jerks the guys who like thought you were mid level? You like, know, you're opening for yeah. some guys who are just a like little nervous. Bit, you're gonna little bit bigger well, you than you. Probably know you're gonna leapfrog him. In right. Another well, yeah, but years. well, that's what happened with us, and no doubt. I mean, we we did a tour uh, when we first just had one hit, and no doubt was playing first. We were playing in the middle, and Bush was playing <laughs> headlining. Okay. And we were playing in the middle and like I was watching and listening to the radio and you know and watching Gwen Stefani just amazing You performer. knew then. I was like, "Oh my god, this band is going to be huge." Really? Sure. And then as the tour progressed, they got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, "We shouldn't be playing in the middle, man. We're wow. going to wind up playing first. But you know, but it was it was so obvious that she was going to be she but sometimes I bet it's not obvious. Like, so we do stand up, and I feel like there's so many analogies that that kind of that's a rough life. Music by the way. and stand up, yeah, yeah, it can be. So, but I, you know, sometimes people ask me who's your favorite comic, and a lot of times it's like someone you don't know, no, right. you never heard of. And right. I bet that's true of music. Like you see yeah. bands all the time. They're like, how are they not a household name? How do it's well, yeah. just a thing, right? Yeah. You get well, most of the bands that I grew up admiring, you know, they were. I mean, they never had a gold record. Replacements never had a gold record, you know, right. and like. You know, um, the Ramones never had a big radio hit. I mean, it's just, just, yeah. And but they seem like rock stars to me. At some mm-hmm. point, some bands, I'm sure, make a choice though to to be like, we're gonna go for commercial success versus being staying true. Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, you know what? I mean, people said that about us. Said that we changed who we were to to in order to get a hit, but that really wasn't the case. It was sort of like the alternative rock music thing became mainstream and then all of a sudden yeah. you know a guy at k-rock in los angeles just started playing one of our songs and it was like holy crap yeah. and then you know our manager was like listen we finally someone finally passed us the ball you know so yeah. put your head down and run hard as, as hard as you can don't look it up just go and we still haven't stopped yeah and that's how you wind I up i mean you so many hits i mean i, I know what people you know they love and I love Iris, Iris and Better Days and yeah, Slide, Black Balloon. Like after you write a monster hit, do you ever like, oh my God, I gotta write another one? Yeah, yeah. That's what makes you drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I gotta start that's doing. How you wind up with the alcohol problem. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, yeah, you know what it felt like. It really, honestly, the, the only way I can describe it was it was as if I had walked into a gas station, bought a lottery ticket, won, and then everybody around me started applauding and said, that was amazing, do it again. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. But it's some of that, but it's not. No, it's also. No, it wasn't, you know, but it's like I was I immediately, like, you know, seized up with fear. But, it, and, you mm-hmm. know, and then I had to talk to some people about that where it's just like, look, man, the only reason you're afraid is because you're afraid that you're either not going to get what you want or whatever you have is going to be taken away from you. Right. Hmm. So so if you can somehow negotiate your way around those two fears, you'll be fine. Just do the work. Exactly. That's the answer to everything, right? And do, the work. do the Get work. Stage, and, do the work. Do shows. And keep do. going. And it ain't easy, man. I mean, you guys know when you're writing for when you're writing. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. You ain't you. You are about ninety eight percent of the time. You're not funny. No, and ninety eight percent of the songs that I write suck. So you do listen. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so you know. No, no, no. Familiar with our work. No, but you guys got to no, work absolutely. that material. Out. I yeah. remember. Yeah. I remember. I didn't. You I, fail I so much to succeed. You fail so much to succeed. And but you know, I went. I went. In, uh, I live around the corner from um, the Laugh Factory. 
Yeah. Okay. In Los in yeah. Los Angeles, right? Sure. And I went Eddie Izzard. Are you saying stop by when we're yeah. out there? You stop right. I just <laughs> live right up the street from the Laugh Factory. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard was trying out some new material, and like he's so funny. Yeah. But, yeah. But comics go out to these small clubs. Oh, you got to eat. And it. they try, and man, he sucked. Yeah. It was horrible. And some, was, some people and that one really of the love funniest comedy, people yeah. like seeing that process. I, yeah. But it's yeah. very painful. An artist. But you then I saw saying. what it turned into. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was like, I was laughing my ass off. I mean, it was like, wow, what a sure. change from one thing to another. You Is know? the songwriting process like that? I yeah. Mean, are there a lot of revisions and... Tons of revisions. Yeah. So how about Tons this song? Because it, this was great about, you talking about things lining up. Yeah. You're here today to sing the anthem for the opener yeah. and your new single... From the new album, Boxes just dropped today. Yes. So Alive. Can you just, that song in particular, the process of that? That was, that one actually came pretty quick. And that was, a, that was the last song that we wrote. And, and um, we weren't going to put it on the record, which is always the case. Hmm. It's Why? always, it's always, um, because it's a real stretch. You know, like it, I really, it's like, different from the I other. I collaborated a lot on this record, you know, like yeah. I've, I have uh, two, two or three guys that I love to write with, and they're great songwriters, and they're good friends, you know. And we always just we sit around and just laugh, you know. And I spent twenty years sitting in a room alone, writing songs, yeah, you know. And I was just like, I and I sat down in my spare bedroom with the recorder and the guitar, and I'm like. I'm going to shoot myself in the face if I got to sit here oh, for man. six months yeah. doing this. Like, I just can't deal with this being like, cause it's very isolating. You know, you guys travel together when you do stand up occasionally. Yeah. 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 But do you travel alone? Yeah. yeah. Oh, See, worst. you guys yeah. got it way worse than musicians. Cause at least we have like a little gang we can hang with. Sure. You're right. You know, it changes the whole out. week of a comedy club. It changes depending on who you're working with. Right. And yes. you know, that's how you wind up, you know, having some dubious female companionship mm-hmm. and, but you're married and got kids. Yeah. Right. So at least you have that. Cut you can that Skype. Part. Cut that part. Yeah. You know, you got that whole <laughs> thing, but it's like, but, but you know, at least we have each other to hang out with. Exactly. You know, yeah, and yeah. I know, and I know, I have friends who are comedians in Los Angeles who go out and tour by themselves. Yeah. And then you know you're they're in trouble when you start getting the phone calls at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and then you call them back the next day, and they're and they're like, well, "What are you talking about? I mean, hey, dude, just calling you back. What, what are you talking about? Well, it can be a definitely know? a lonely existence, it's especially after a good, a good show, and then all of a sudden the room empties out. It takes ten minutes to empty out, and then you're yeah. And That's you're kind of you still you, kind of feeling good. Well, you, you know? got that adrenaline going, yeah. yeah, and you get that adrenaline going, and then and you're then left to your like what is happening in your body chemically at that yeah. point is really, I mean, it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can really is that screw what drives you, up. you some of that? Uh, no, honestly, honestly, it's like I I love getting up in front of people and playing, but I'm not addicted to it the way I see a lot of okay. a lot of my friends. Not can, addicted are, to the attention. Not addicted You're addicted to the, to the music. Oh, man. You, because it's like, I don't want to get used to something that I'm not going to always have. Like, I can always pick up a guitar until somebody chops off my fingers, and I'll find a way to play it with my stump. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, right. but I'm not... That could actually help... It might. I, well, I have to play you. slide yeah, guitar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, thank you. It would have to be... Yeah, I'd have to play slide guitar with my stump. But it, it But I know people who are like... I need to get on stage. I yeah. gotta get on stage because they need that hit from the audience, and it's very much like you know a drug like cocaine or anything else because you're you're triggering all those those same receptors in your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, approval is 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 a heady drug like coke. You know. Yeah. Well, you had the buddies on the road, and you got Robbie. Like, is it ever? After a long tour, where you come to a point where you you do want to be alone, you need some space. Well, yeah, you need your days off when you're out on the road and you want to be alone in a hotel room. So you know, round about the 18th month. Do you like being know, on tour? Um, I love connecting with the audiences, and I love the fact that I'm working and earning a living doing something that I like. Yeah. So so th- those are really positive. I looked um, at your schedule. It's it's crazy. It's yeah. gonna be insane. It's gonna but, be. And you're you know, here. I just want to say this. You're here in Chicago, July 26th yeah, at Northern Northerly Lee Island, yeah, which yeah. is a great venue. Have you played there? I've, yeah, we've yeah. played there before. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's always, you know, Chicago's always been, you know, the Goo Goo Dolls' second home. You know, er, really, really early on, this city opened up its arms to us. You know, and, you know, we play in a ton of shows, you know. What was it? The Double Door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, You play the Vic? 
uh, the Vic Cubby Cubby Bears. Cubby Bear, yeah, Cubby yeah, Bears. Yeah. Oh my gosh, can you um, imagine seeing them yeah, at a small, small venue, venue like, like that? Yeah, you know, Cabaret Metro. You know, oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah Metro done that place a million times. You know, really just awesome. That was the coolest place. Do you feel like if you come to Chicago and and we get this, I think, on the road too? There are some cities that just don't have like a soul. Or no. you might be yes. where the club mm-hmm. is. You're just out in like strip mall land. No, per- people are so open here you know and they're good everybody here is like you know everybody here well i'm sure there's some holes that live here but but uh but uh like it's just like salt of the earth people you know just really like like yeah i think we could same mentality as people from buffalo being here all the time is just you just you you take it for granted yeah if you're touring yeah and you see chicago on your calendar that's probably like oh that's no because it's like yeah it's like you know you're gonna get a good meal how about some yeah. other cities you yeah. love? Um, I love Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, wow. What else? I, I like. Do you feel like you connect more with some of the like I, absolutely blue collar? Yeah, the Western. more the more Midwestern towns, you know, and up in the East, you know. Love, I mean, oh, I love. I bet. Yeah. I love playing New York because um, you know we we never play in Manhattan. We always go out out to Long Island, play Jones Beach. You know, it's like yeah. it's just something you relate to. And then um, love playing in DC. You know, going down the East Coast, you know, um, yeah, in the Midwest. Yeah. It's got to be fun. I mean, when you gear up for a tour and you start and you just kind of like you look ahead at the calendar. And you, do you even look ahead or do you just kind of like. No, I don't look. It overwhelms me. Hmm. I get like, oh, man, you kidding me? <laughs> but, you know, but it is nice to work. So, so. And I can imagine when you're going back home to Buffalo, that's special. I can imagine those it stick is, out a little bit on the calendar. It is special. Once, once you hit the stage, it's special. Mm-hmm. And like, free. Yeah. <laughs> is this one of Northern Island for you? It's a, it's 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 a it's little not. bit of a pain when you when you when you go home. Cause I you can know, imagine that because you're there for a day. You want to see everybody. Yeah. You want to see your friends. You got to see your family. It's yeah. like you know this one starts and then you don't want to slight anybody, but you always right. do. You know, and, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh man, it's just but but you know you know who your real friends are, right? For yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, Johnny, we we appreciate you sitting down with us. Want to. Don't take all your voice away from you because you got to belt out the anthem. I got two and a half big minutes out there today. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it. And I don't think I've ever been so geared up for an anthem. I never talked to somebody before right. they're about to sing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really, it's a cool Any thing vocal exercises you want to do, do on air? I do. And, uh, have, I will, I, you know, if you want to learn some vocal exercises, I can show you just on the way out. You know, yeah. we'll just, yeah, you know, you got to do your lip trill, which is <laughs> keep it in the mask. <laughs> <laughs> And then you do the, uh, mm, uh, mama. Is that a thing? On, on, Absolutely. So on tour, have you, God, you we, ever been like, can we, we can always edit this. Have you ever had to right? not do a show? Uh, what? For, have you ever had to not do a show because your voice was? I did. I have, I have missed a couple of shows, but generally I try to keep my work ethic up. You know, like it's gotta um, be. It's, it's gotta sometimes be. Sometimes so it really sucks. Yes, yeah. and then you know, once in a while. Wait, I'm gonna show you this. Let's see. Let's Especially see. when people used to smoke at venues. Oh, I, I bet, used that. to smoke pack then and a half of smoke. cigarettes a day and drink whiskey. So it was like, I mean, I was like, I'm surprised that I still have a voice. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're gonna take this one. Okay, check this All out. Right, okay, here we gener- go. Choose a warm up. Done. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Like, this is this is, an app? This is an app on my phone. Turn voice, the voice exercise on. app and we're gonna go with we're gonna go with a lip trill here this mm-hmm. is a guy named dave stroud who works out of los angeles who's brilliant okay see yeah come on come on what are you doing there you go and what's that doing that's coming out of the coming out of the air no, because you never touch your vocal cords. Keep it in the mask. The mask is behind your eyes. Everything's up and out of the head. Never sing from the chest. Always from the diaphragm. You make a motion like you're going to poop. Yeah. Man, we need, I need we to learn to, more of this stuff. My yeah. voice gets shot sometimes. Absolutely. Like if I don't have the monitor yeah. on and I cannot hear myself, Like I feel like I really overcompensate. Mm. And it just like... No, no, you don't have to do it. That's why your monitor should be nice and loud so yeah. you're not... Well, a lot of yeah. comedy clubs or venues who do comedy don't have a monitor. Yeah. So you are just kind of you're on your own for a lot of it. Yeah. Do you have like tricks if if like you lose your voice or anything? If I lose my voice. Yeah. Or start. Yeah. To- you go to a doctor and you get a cortisone <laughs> shot. You oh, know. Oh, but man. you try yeah. not to do that. You know, once a year maybe if you're on tour. You know, it's it's the most important thing is like lots of water, lots of sleep. 
Um, you like hot salt so water easy. and honey? No, like none of that nonsense. Like that. Or I mean, organic honey works, but yeah. you know, helps out. But you know, it's mm. just basically like doing doing these ridiculous exercises that you feel silly doing, but but they really truly work. Johnny, honestly, thanks for sitting down with us. Thank I hope you. we get a lot to of chat with you a little bit more off off uh, off air. But uh, here we go. Boxes is the new album, the eleventh album. And uh, we're looking forward to checking that out. Uh, we heard the new single. It's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you very so much. So Alive is the new single. And um, you can catch Goo Goo Dolls in Chicago on July 26th at Northerly Island. Yes. We are uh, thrilled about that. The new album comes out May 6th. So May 6th, yes, the May new 6th. album. Mm -hmm. So Alive is out now. Yeah. Make sure you download that, buy the album, check it out. And uh, again, from the Goo Goo Dolls, Johnny Resnick, thank you. Thank you guys very much. Okay, well, that was our conversation with Johnny Resnick. What a great guy. I mean, just a lot of fun. Right before he's going out there to sing the national anthem, walking us through his vocal exercises. <laughs> yeah, he was he was. Really You've been good practicing? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I really hard. We've been practicing. Yeah, I've been doing this since I was three. <laughs> I know how to do that sound. No, he was a really nice dude. And, um, you know, you don't realize, or you don't ever know how long you're going to talk to these guys for when you sit down. Sure. And when it's kind of open-ended like that, you just kind of get in the conversation. It's nice. So he did not rush us at all. No, he, he was, was. He would have stayed all day if he didn't have to throw out. Or very giving of his time. And the people he was with, his manager, and his, uh, you know, the people that are working on Team Goo Goo Dolls. They were phenomenal. And they got a lot going on. Had the single that just dropped today, So Alive, and then also the new album coming out, May, May 6th, 6th, Boxes. Yep. So make sure you check all that out. And make sure, you, make sure you are subscribing and downloading on iTunes and reviewing. I know we mentioned that a lot, but uh, that helps us out a great deal. And uh, that's about it, right, Jim? Anything yeah. you want to mention you got coming up? No, feel free to follow us on social media. Um, I know we both have some Chicago stand-up dates coming up, and you can always, uh, at Twitter, Instagram, um, at Jimmy Flan, F-L-A-N-N. And you I are. am uh, at McGann Pat. All right, that's it for The Cycle. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Get it.